Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. On the day before the anniversary of January 6th, the president landed in Valley Forge National Historical Park on Marine One, the presidential helicopter. He and his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, went to the National Memorial Arch, and there they laid a wreath for our lost soldiers. Present! They visited George Washington's revolutionary headquarters. Then the president's motorcade traveled back to Montgomery County Community College, where the assembled press were hustled inside to await the president's remarks. Dignitaries like Governor Josh Shapiro and members of Congress lined the front row, but I wanted to know what all this would mean for black people. So I sought out Democratic National Committee Chair Jamie Harrison. This president sees black Philadelphians, he hears them, and he's fighting for them. You take a look at the policies that this administration has been working on. Even when Republicans stand in the, in the, in the door and try to block it, this president tries to find a way around it. Look at the, 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 what happened on student loans. We have seen how Republicans have tried to stop that, but there has been over $100 billion in student loan relief, over 3 million people who've gotten uh, impacted by that, and many of them are black folks that live in Philly. And so this that that's just one example. We look at gun violence. We look at a number of different things that Republicans have stood in the door, tried to block, but this president continues to fight for them. And he's going to continue to do that. That's what this campaign is all about. It's about protecting and securing the freedom of all of America's people, including, and more specifically, the black folks in, uh, in this country. We know what it's like to lose our freedoms. We know what it's like not to have those freedoms. This president is not going to retreat on that. This president is not going to allow the Republican Party and the far right wing to, to croach on the rights of the American people, specifically those who are the most vulnerable in this country. So it's a big speech. After the speech, the president's coming down to my, my home state of South Carolina, where he's going to Mother Emanuel Church, the site where nine amazing souls lost their lives to hatred, to racist hatred. And so he's going to uh, meet with the congregation. He's going to meet with the families, as he did when it actually happened. Without cameras, without pomp and circumstances, he went out there. Of course, Pennsylvania is the center of the presidential race, so I asked Senator John Fetterman about the importance of the state. It's going to be a tough race, absolutely. It's going to be close, but the president is going to prevail, just like he did in 2020. And I fundamentally believe that whoever wins Pennsylvania is going to be the next president. And I really believe uh, Joe Biden is going to be for his uh, second term after carrying Pennsylvania to us. Philadelphia showed up for him in 2020. Philadelphia showed out for me in 2022. Thank you so much. And I really think and believe that Philadelphia is going to show up for, for Joe Biden in 24. Congresswoman Mary Kay Scanlon was there, so I asked her about the elephant in the room, Donald Trump, who not so long ago told his followers to come to Philadelphia and guard the vote. Well, he also said that bad things happen in Philadelphia, and we happen to disagree. No, Philadelphia is the foundation of our democracy, and people show up, they turn out, and they're going to protect our democracy. And then, at long last, it was time for the president to speak. And on the eve of the anniversary of January 6th, he hoped his speech would serve as a reminder. Mm. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please. Thank you. Please. Thank you very, very much. The topic of my speech today is deadly serious. And uh, I think it needs to be made at the outset. In the winter of 1777, it was harsh and cold as the Continental Army marched to Valley Forge. General George Washington knew he faced the most daunting of tasks to fight and win a war against the most powerful empire existent in the world at the time. His mission was clear liberty, not conquest, freedom, not domination, national independence, not individual glory. America made a vow never again would we bow down to a king. Months ahead would be incredibly difficult. But General Washington knew something in his bones, something about the spirit of the troops he was leading, something, something about the soul of the nation he was struggling to be born. In his general order, he predicted, and I quote, with one heart and one mind, with fortitude and with patience, they would overcome every difficulty, the troops he was leading. And they did. As we begin this election year, we must be clear, democracy is on the ballot. Your freedom is on the ballot. <laughs> yes, we'll be voting on many issues. On the freedom to vote and have your vote counted and the freedom of a choice, the freedom to have a fair shot, the freedom from fear. <laughs> and we'll debate and disagree. Without democracy, no progress is possible. Think about it. The alternative to democracy is dictatorship. The rule of one, not the rule of the we, the people. That's what the soldiers of Valley Forge understood. And so was me. We have to understand it as well. We've been blessed so long with a strong, stable democracy. It's easy to forget why so many before us risked their lives and strengthened democracy, what our lives would be without it. Democracy means having the freedom to speak your mind, to be who you are, to be who you want to be. Democracy is about being able to bring about peaceful change. Democracy. Democracy is how we've opened the doors of opportunity wider and wider with each successive generation, not with, notwithstanding our mistakes. But if democracy falls, we'll lose that freedom. We'll lose the power of we, the people, to shape our destiny. If you doubt me, look around the world. Travel with me as I meet with other heads of state throughout the world. Look at the authoritarian leaders and dictators Trump says he admires. He out loud says he admires. Won't go through them all. It'll take too long. Look, remember how he refers, where he, where he refers to what he calls love letter exchanges between he and the dictator of North Korea? Those women and men out there in the audience ever fought for the American military. Did you ever believe you'd hear a president say something like that?
his admiration for Putin. I could go on. And look at what these autocrats are doing to limit freedom in their countries. They're limiting freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom to assemble, women's rights, LGBTQ rights. People are going to jail. So much more. It's true, the push and pull of American history is not a fairy tale. Every stride forward in America is met with ferocious backlash many times from those who fear progress and those who exploit that fear for their own personal gain. From those who traffic in lies told for power and profit. For those who are driven by grievance and grift, consumed by conspiracy and victimhood. From those who seek to bury history, ban books. Everything can be in a political event, talking about book banning for presidential and the presidential election. The choice and contest between those forces, those competing forces, between solidarity and division is perennial. But this time it's so different. You can't have a contest. You can't have a contest if you see politics as an all-out war instead of a peaceful way to resolve our differences. All-out war is what Trump wants. That's why he doesn't understand the most fundamental truth about this country. Unlike other nations on Earth, America is not built on ethnicity, religion, geography. We're the only nation in the history of the world built on an idea. Not hyperbole, built on an idea. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men and women are created equal. It's an idea. It's declared in the Declaration, created in a way that we've viewed everybody as equal and be, should be treated equal throughout their lives. We've never fully lived up to that. We have a long way to go. But we've never walked away from the idea. We've never walked away from it. And I promise you, I will not let Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans force us to walk away now. We're living in an era where a determined minority is doing everything in its power to try to destroy our democracy for their own agenda. The American people know it. And they're standing bravely in the breach. Remember after 2020, January 6th insurrection to undo the election in which more Americans had voted than any other in American history? America saw the threat posed to the country. And they voted them out. In 2022, historic midterm election. In state after state, election after election, the election deniers were defeated. Now in 2024, Trump is running as the denier-in-chief the election denier-in-chief. Once again, he's saying he won't honor the results of the election if he loses. Trump says he doesn't understand. Well, he still doesn't understand the basic truth. That is, you can't love your country only when you win. You can't love your country only when you win. Well, I'll keep my commitment to be president for all of America, whether you voted for me or not. I've done it for the last three years, and I'll continue to do it. Together, we can keep proving that America is still a country 
that believes in decency, dignity, honesty, honor, truth. We still believe that no one, not even the president, is above the law. We still believe. The vast majority of us still believe that everyone deserves a fair shot at making it. We're still a nation that gives hate no safe harbor. I tell you from my experience working with leaders around the world, and I mean this sincerely, not a joke, that America is still viewed as the beacon of democracy for the world. I can't tell you how many, how many world leaders, and I know all of them, virtually all of them, grab my arm in private and say, he can't win. Tell me. No, my country will be at risk. Think of how many countries, Tommy, you know that are on the, burn, on the edge. Imagine. We still believe in we the people. That includes all of us, not some of us. Let me close with this. In the coal winter of 1777, George Washington and his American troops of Valley Forge waged the battle on behalf of a revolutionary idea. That everyday people, like where I come from and the vast majority of you, not a king or a dictator, that everyday people can govern themselves without a king or a dictator. In fact, in the rotunda of the Capitol, there's a giant painting of General George Washington, not President Washington. And he is resigning his commission as commander-in-chief of the Continental Army. A European king at the, at the time said, after he won the revolution, now's the time for him to declare his kingship. But instead, the mob that attacked the Capitol, waving Trump flags and Confederate flags, stormed right past that portrait. The image of George Washington gave them no pause, but it should have. The artist who painted that portrait memorialized that moment because he said it was, quote, one of the highest moral lessons ever given to the world. End of quote. George Washington was the height of his power having just defeated the most powerful empire on earth. Could have held on to power as long as he wanted. He could have made himself not a future president, a future monarch, in effect. And by the way, when he got elected president, he could have stayed for two, three, four, five terms till he died. But that wasn't the America he and the American troops of Valley Forge had fought for. In America, genuine leaders, democratic leaders with a small d, don't hold on to power relentlessly. Our leaders return power to the people, and they do it willingly, because that's the deal. You do your duty. You serve your country. Nars is a country worthy of service, as many Republican presidents and Democratic presidents have shown over the years. We're not perfect, but at our best, we face, on, we face head on the good, the bad, the truth of who we are. We look in the mirror and ultimately never pretend we're something we're not. That's what great nations do. 
And we're a great nation. We're the greatest nation on the face of the earth. We really are. That's America I see in our future. We get up. We carry on. We never bow. We never bend. We speak of possibilities, not carnage. We're not weighed down by grievances. We don't foster fear. We don't walk around as victims. We take charge of our destiny. We get our job done with, people, with the help of the people we find in America who find their place in a changing world and dream and build a future that not only they, but all people deserve a shot at. We don't believe, none of you believe America's failing. We know America's winning. That's American patriotism. <clears throat> it's not winning because of Joe Biden. It's winning. This is the first national election since January 6th. Insurrection placed a dagger at the throat of American democracy since that moment. We all know who Donald Trump is. The question we have to answer is, who are we? That's what's at stake. Who are we? When you're ahead as you talk to your family and friends, cast your ballots, the power is in your hands. After all we've been through in our history, from independence to civil war, to two world wars, to a pandemic, to insurrection, I refuse to believe that in 2024, we Americans will choose to walk away from what's made us the greatest nation in the history of the world. Freedom. Liberty. Democracy is still a sacred cause. And there's no country in the world better positioned to lead the world than America. That's why. I've said it many times. That's why I've never been more optimistic about our future. And I've been doing this a hell of a long time. Just to remember who we are. With patience and fortitude, with one heart. We are the United States of America, for God's sake. I mean it. There is nothing. I believe that every fiber, there is nothing beyond our capacity if we act together and decently with one another. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I mean it. We're the only nation in the world that's come out of every crisis stronger than we went into that crisis. <clears throat> that was true yesterday. It is true today. And I guarantee you, will be true tomorrow. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 